What is up? What is going on? David, SVA Card Collector. Sorry for the late podcast, but I was doing some work and I got lost. Lost in time. Space. The final frontier. Um, so I saw, yes, a nice loud car right next to me. I saw the Panini blockchain. Someone bought the Kobe Auto 1 of 1. Now, right now as I'm looking at it, it is, I think it was 45,000, something like that. That's that for the rest of them, $49,551.03. So somebody paid over $50,000 for a one of one of Kobe Bryant. Well, and they also have that digital version. Oh, thank God for that. They'll be able to stare at their screen and go, you're mine. I love you. So, um, awesome. Anyway, so you were worried that the hobby doesn't have enough money in it? Don't worry. It does. It does. It does. It does. <clears throat> now, 2020 Tops Archive Active Player Edition, the autograph has been released today. It's out today. So, you guys can. Should be able to go to your store. Maybe you were able to go yesterday and uh, pick up a box. Um, I don't see any changes. Maybe there was, and I don't know. But So you have that. Now, I wanted to talk about today something a little bit different. This is going to be, I'm going to try to do like a vintage podcast for the week. Just one. And I wanted to do the first one, the most iconic one. The 1994, no, uh, 1952- Tops, one of the most iconic, if not the iconic baseball card set to get. Now, it is not that difficult outside of the Mickey Mantles and a couple of the other star cards to get in a low grade. Um, it's not impossible to get. Um, most of the time when people do collect these cards, they do go for the graded, but some people, you know, can get the ungraded versions and of these cards, and you, you can get them. It's not, it's not like they don't exist. But just to give a little background, this is not going to be so in-depth. Um, it's just some people maybe new to a hobby, maybe coming back, maybe don't remember. Um, and so it's just giving you a little flavor of... 50, 52 top set. Now, this had six series to it. So you think two series is bad, this has six of them. And when you get to 200, now it goes from like 1 to 80 and then 81 to who knows what. But when you get and starting to get to the rarer ones, the harder ones to get in a are the 251 to 310. And then the last, is the rarest, is number 311 of the set through 407 of the set. Those are the rarest. Those are the extremely difficult to get in uh, really good condition. Um, during the, because the last series, they were worried and that they, and then they were, they couldn't get rid of them because everyone was turning their attention to football. It was the end of the season and, you know, kids had their attention elsewhere. So they couldn't get rid of these cards. And in some cases, they tried to reduce them as much as possible, couldn't get rid of them. And there's a story where they threw a bunch out into the sea. 
So there's a ton, there's a ton of Mickey Mantles drenched down the bottom of the ocean. Um, so they couldn't get rid of them, and they just said, you know what, forget this. We're out of here. We're throwing these guys out. So that's what happened to a lot of these cards in the last series. So from the 311 to, um, to 407. So because of that, even the common guys go for uh, a pretty good price. And just going to go over a little bit now. I don't know why I'm talking like this. And then, uh, um, Ah, my phone just dropped. Great. So, 1 to 80. There, you have blackbacks and redbacks. And that basically, it's exactly what it is. Now, the blackbacks are more money, because they're a little bit rare, than the redbacks. Um, but, you can get them. Again, none of these in the beginning are, like, impossible to get. Now, if you're talking about PSA 9s and 10s, then yes, they are very difficult. They really don't even exist. Not too many of them. Um, just to give you an idea of pricing, so we're going to go with the 1 to 80, the commons, PSA 5, 6, 7. So 5 is 40, 6 is 80, 7s are 185, and then PSA 8s are 425. Now, those, and then you have the 9s that are at 1500. They're so rare, the 9s, that it's difficult to give an exact number. So people, you know, if they do come available, there's usually a bidding war. So 81 to 250, those commons, it's a little bit lower price. So I'm going to start with the PSA 5, work my way up to an 8. So it's 28 bucks, 40 bucks, 70 bucks, 110, and then the then the eights are 175. The 251 to 310. Now these get a little bit rare. Now the ex uh, PSA five is 30. Six are 50. The sevens are 85, and then and the eights are 200 dollars. So you can see that it's slightly more expensive. Nothing crazy, but then you go to the 311 to 407 Mickey Mantle all the way through to um, Matthews, and PSA 5 is 125, PSA 6 195, PSA 7 is a 300, and PSA 8s are 550, PSA 9s, they say 1750. Again, there's not many of them, so they, people start to go nuts. Now, um, one of the cool things about these cards is there's a lot of errors, there's a lot of variations. One of the big ones was, um, I think it's Joe Parge and Johnny Sayre. They're number 48 and 49 of the cards. They actually switched the statistics. Um, that error card is worth a decent amount of money. Um, let's just say, you know, maybe a five or a six is like 1500 It's a crazy, crazy expensive because there's just not too many of them. Um, you also, yeah, they have, um, I'm trying to, I'm looking at the, trying to look at the price. Now, I'm looking at um, the PSA website for this information. Um, like an error, yeah, you're talking about a lot of money. 
for a seven is eight thousand, a six is forty-seven fifty for Joe Page, which is forty-eight, and then forty-nine his error the error card is forty-five hundred and for a PSA six. So you're talking about a lot of money. Even the Mickey Mantles have some variations to them. So there's a lot of little innuendos with regards to the 1952 set that if you start digging deeper, um, you might go through a rabbit hole. Um, blowout forums is great. PSA card is great for a great resource for this stuff. Um, so you have those. Now the hardest ones, not the hardest ones, but weird guys that go for a lot of money is obviously Andy Pathko. He's probably the most well-known um, of 1952 with regards to not being a famous player and being known because he was the first card on the deck. So back in the day, they had his card right on top. The kids would put the kids would put their rubber bands on them and he would get all torn up. Same thing with 407, which is Ed Matthews, Eddie Matthews, which happens to be his rookie card. Um, extremely rare to get an eight or, or a nine. They just, it just doesn't happen. And they go for tons of money, 50, 60, $70,000. They do become available. Now, another guy, Herman Weymeyer, he's another guy that is um, hard to get in a high grade. Because in series one, he's the last card. So when they were collecting, he would be on the bottom and get messed up. And then once the other series come along, you know, Maybe they would be combined. Um, maybe they wouldn't. Maybe 81. You know, 81, I'm guessing the first 81 and this, the 250, like where the series, you know, the beginning and the last cards of those series, those become a little bit more money. But Andy Pafko and Matthews are, are where it's at for that stuff. Now, there's also a Canadian Graybacks, which are really rare. I think they're rare. They're much rarer than the 52, just regular tops. They're cream color, but they're only from number from the numbers 131 to 190. So if you're looking for more fun, that's another spot that you can go to. Billy Martin was the only one that I saw as like the big guy that I, that I heard of. Everybody else seemed like a common to me. Um, but I was, I never even heard of them when I started doing a little research on it. I, I saw it and um, someone did, someone recently did an auction on these cards. I didn't get to see the price of it, but it was a decent amount of money. Uh, I mean, you're talking about thousands of dollars uh, for the entire set um, of guys that you've really never heard of. And that's the one thing I've said it before that I wasn't collecting vintage as much because I really didn't hear of any of these guys, so I, I was getting, in the beginning I was getting pumped, I was like, oh, I got this guy or that, but after a while I was just like looking at it, I go, I don't know who these guys are, I really don't care, it's not the team that I, it's not, I'm not just getting Yankees, um, the cards look beautiful, and I may jump back into it, because I'm wishy-washy and things, but if I do, it'll just be, you know, hey, I may pick up one or two cards a month, you know, maybe I'll pick up a card a month, or two months, you know, just to keep it going, you know, and eventually try to get go for the bigger ones. But that's beside the point. Now, we also have someone trying to corner the market. And that's Tony Bartarome, which is number 332. And this may be something that, you know, people can 
the uh, scumbagish about. And, um, well, this guy said he was a family member. He was on blowout forums. If you look up Tony Bartirome, um online, you'll see a thread. He was kicked out wherever he went because he was just buying up these cards. Now, these cards were commons. So, at a higher grade level, they may cost like two, three, four hundred bucks. He was buying them at a thousand, twelve hundred, fifteen hundred dollars. Whatever he had to pay, he just bought it and he bought everything. Now, I was looking recently and I did see them available, so maybe he stopped, but the pricing was still pretty high comparative to the rest of the common cards for you know that set and within that common range. Um, he just went crazy and he was trying to corner the market and that's what happened and instead of being quiet about it he was loud about it and people who were trying to collect the set because you have a lot of guys that do that if you go to PSA card you sign up and you can see the people who registered their 1952 sets you'll see some crazy stuff you see guys with PSA eights and nines of mantles of Jackie Robinson and there's just a slew of guys that you go, man, this is going to be a fortune. And it is a fortune. Uh, millions, you know, multi-millions, multi-millions dollars worth. My English is like terrible. I cannot speak it. Jesus. But <clears throat> it's crazy the sets that people have. Um, and it's also a good place to see if you can buy stuff from off of people. They're looking to get out or sell stuff. Um, if you have certain cards, maybe you have a double of I don't know who, and you want to get rid of it, and you can see, hey, someone's missing that. I can sell it to them. Um, so it's a good resource, and plus it's a good way to see the cards, you know, see what people have. Um, and this guy just was buying them all up. He said he was a family member. It came out that he wasn't a family member. He was just a jerk, just buying it all up, raising the price. Um, and people were getting annoyed. People were getting upset. They couldn't. People were trying to finish the set. And they were spending triple, quadruple the amount of money for a common, for somebody who was, you know, not worth it. But because the supply was so low, the prices went up. So th th there was somebody in, in the thread. I don't remember the guy's name. But he basically said, that's, you know, what you should do. You should, you know, if you really want to corner the market, you know, find something that's semi-rare, um, a common card, get a PSA 7 or 8 or whatever, and just start buying them all up. If there's less than 500 or 1,000 available and you just keep buying them up without people noticing, eventually people are going to try to get it and you're going to have them all. And then you can slowly re-enter into the market. It's a terrible thing to do. Um, I would definitely not do this, but it's sort of what that guy did, and it semi-worked, because if you had that card, you're going to sell it to that guy for a quadruple the price. Um, and yeah, he was overpaying, but he set the standard for the new price of that card. Um, so that's the Tony Bartramone Hopefully I'm saying his last name right. Um, I'll try to put links and everything in the description so you know what I'm talking about. I'm just going to put the pop report, the pricing for uh, PSA. That gives you a good range of where it's about. Um, each card, <clears throat> it is what it is. Yeah, you have a ton of stars in there. 
I know you're missing Ted Williams. He was uh, in Whitey Ford. They were both in the Army. Uh, they were fighting the war at uh, the Korea, I believe. So they weren't, they weren't in the set. And there was someone else, I think, Bob Feller. I think he was signed with um, Bowman. So um, he wasn't there. But just I just wanted to get, talk about it. Give a little overview. Oh, one last thing. My boy, Mr. Mint. He, he's definitely got to be talked about. Um, his big claim to fame is having tons of cash and buying everyone's cards, making great deals, being loud about it. <clears throat> but in his book, I believe he was in the book, but um, it's called The Find. And what happened was... Guy had the last series, a case of the last series of 1952 Topps baseball cards. And it was just in a box. He had about 75 Mickey Mantle, you know, mint rookies in this box. Most of the mint Mickey Mantles come from this find. There was over 5,500 cards that were found. You're talking about everything. Willie Mays, the whole nine. You, you name it, they got it in this set. So he made a boatload of money, a ton of money, hundreds of thousands of dollars, I believe. Um, I think he spent a couple hundred thousand, and he made hundreds of thousands because you were probably selling the mantles for three, $4,000 each, and he had 75 of them. That's just the mantles alone. Now, imagine what they would be worth now if he just held on to them. But still, it's uh, a crazy thing. One of the best finds that um, anyone's ever had. So there's that as well. So that's my extreme, extreme overview of the 1952 top set. Um, Looks beautiful. It really is a really nice-looking card. Um, If you guys want me to do... Um, a little bit more in depth on a year, let me know. I'll do a little bit more research. 1952, there's so many different things that I I, I wouldn't do it justice. Um, And I don't know enough about it. And I think people who actually collect it are in the game and really, you know, they know more more of that stuff. Um, And I wasn't doing, you know, a six-month, you know, detailed uh, research paper on it, so... That would be nice. You could do that for, if anyone in school, if anyone's listening, you can do that for school. There you go. 1952 tops. Ugh. I'm sure you'll be the toast of the class. Nerd alert. All right. SVACardCollectors.com. Download the FlickChat app. We are having a Facebook Live talk. I will not be there. I cannot make it. My old lady, she done me wrong. No, she just... Um, I have to watch the kids. I won't be able to be there. Hopefully, I'll be in the chat so I can at least talk and engage, but I don't even think I'll be able to do that. Um, but, guys, you know what to do. Bicycle cards go broke. Later.